1: You're listening to Achtung Millwall, broadcasting from the beautiful
2: South Birmingham. Set in our Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to Actong Millwall, the number one Millwall podcast. Thank you for joining us in the aftermath of this afternoon's one-all draw up there at Deepdale. Joining me to chew over the cud of what seems to me to be a slight opportunity lost is, is the man himself service Mr. Neil Fisler? How you doing, Neil?
3: Yeah, not too bad, Nick. Not too bad. Just seems a bit strange. A Friday afternoon in the Very sun. Strange. Um, <laughs> we've watched a game of football. It's like a throwback to days when you watch reserve team games.
2: Lockdown football. Um, it does seem a bit kind of odd to be doing it um we're also hoping in fact here he is he's joining the stream right now we, we have for the positive vibes in a very idyllic looking blue sky rural location it's it's mr harry warren how are you doing h
1: you're right mate i'm uh I'm, I'm setting this up on the hoof i've not done it from the phone before but um yes bear with me and i will get headphones so you'll probably be able to hear me a bit better
2: you're coming over loud and clear mate um we, we are speaking listeners in the aftermath of the aforesaid draw up there at Deepdale. Neil, it was um, a frustrating game for me. I, I don't know how you found it. I thought we looked strangely sloppy, strangely nervous, almost like the occasion was was overwhelming us slightly.
3: <laughs> I think we're getting a bit carried away with this playoff thing. I think, yes, we are in and around there, uh, but... But we are in and around there. There's, what, two, three points difference between us and Sheffield United. So let's not get too, you were too despondent. We went up there, and the bigger disaster would have been if they'd have beaten us. But we got a point. Yes, you could argue that it was a couple of points dropped. We did have plenty of chances. But when you look at it, we are creating chances, and that's a good thing. Whether or not you put them in the back of the net is another thing, what. Altogether, but it but it wasn't too bad. We it was a very exciting game of football. I think you'll agree. It was certainly Second end to end, end yeah. wasn't it? Second, Second
2: especially. Yeah. Um, I suppose what I have in mind. I'm just looking at the other results, and and you're right. I mean, to be involved in the mix at all is a huge achievement for the club and for the players. For Gary Rowett, um, much much maligned man at times on online. Um and today was um it was a big opportunity. I I had it down as a must-win. I think other results have kind of conspired to mean that a draw isn't as bad as as it could have been, um, which is a, a good thing. But you're right, we are just three points behind um Sheffield United in sixth spot, as as we recalled this show. Um and you know that's 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 some achievement, and I, I think it's easy to I think the allure of the playoffs, Neil, are, are, are so big and the chance that it offers a club of, of our size, the second chances become fewer and fewer and fewer at this stage of the season. Um, that said, after a fairly cold start, though, we, we conceded an early goal when we we were looking sloppy at times and a little bit not switched on, but we did well to get ourselves back into it. And there's a massive, massive opportunity on the 54th minute. I mean, that was... Um, a shot from Danny Mack in the air now for a nice cross from from Jed. And then uh, Kiefton Bell hit the crossbar. So we, we we had our opportunities. It's just the eternal mill problem not quite taking them, I think. Let's, let's let it go today.
3: Yeah, and that sloppy start, it, it really was a sloppy start. What was that kickoff all about, honestly? Yeah, that
2: was a very weird thing.
3: Yeah, it was almost as if somebody had, had a bet on there being a goal kick in <laughs> five seconds of the game. So we decided to try and shoot from the kickoff. Probably actually one of the strangest things I think I've seen in a game of football for a yeah. very, very, very long time. It just, it, yeah, but it just wasn't even close to going anywhere near the goal, was it? And it. Well, it was straight from the kickoff, as the laws of the game now state. You, you can, can shoot, shoot, shoot from the kickoff yeah. from the kickoff without the ball covering its <laughs> own circumference. And and it and it almost went out for a throw in, it was yeah, that was. A very
2: strange start. I, I I've never seen anything like it. I can't even think of anything close to it. I've never seen an attempt um of that kind. Um
3: and then that seems start really it was sloppy wasn't it their goal was sloppy it was
2: it was an error in midfield I mean I think that was the story of the game really I mean we had some we worked some good opportunities probably not as many good opportunities as as we would have wanted but the the opening goal for uh for uh they called them Portsmouth, listeners. P- Preston North End. I don't know where Portsmouth came in from the, into my head. Um it was after a bit of an error in midfield. I mean, some of the passes were going astray, allowing them to to break. And I thought that Preston actually looked quite a sharp you know, sharply moving side, and, and they, they looked dangerous. And and obviously the goal, which was an own goal, but it was unfortunate really on, on Murray Wallace because actually the, the Preston forward was lurking at the far post. And he would have scored it if Murray hadn't have hadn't have touched it so you know it went in the same way one way or the other but we yeah we
3: yeah but I think they'd won their previous four home games and so they're always gonna come out and go and go at us to start off with but it was just it it yeah as I've said it was just sloppy you yeah. can't you, you can't fault Murray Wallace at all because as you quite rightly say the forward would probably have scored at the far post if Murray hadn't have tried to have blocked the ball. And it was the only thing he could do. He could only try and block the ball. And yeah, but those it was, things I mean, would have been the
2: easiest of chances if Murray had let it go past him. And, um, you know, I, I, you can't hold it against a player that is, um, for me, um, a shoe in for player of the season. But um, we'll see how that that vote works out, listeners. Um, But there he was um, in the mix again, Neil, on 21, when um, a really nice cross, actually, from my man in a match today. I mean, Jed Wallace, so much depends on Jed (laughs) Wallace. He's he's our one creative outlet, and it, it was his cross from the right side, if memory serves. Uh, which was a bullet header by by Murray Wallace to get us back into a game that was looking a little bit um, like it was gently floating away from us, in, in you know, akin to a life life belt in a, in a in a in the sea or something, just floating off in the distance. That was a great goal uh, on twenty one nil.
3: Yeah, I, yeah, but I think you're right. I think it did look like as if the game was going to drift, and uh, it was a magnificent header. I think the I follow yeah. Preston commentators were saying that that it's one of the best headers they've seen for quite a long time, and that their goalkeeper's the best goalkeeper in the league. No, he's not the best goalkeeper in the league. <laughs> the other end of the pitch, yeah, one-eyed Cyclops Northern. <laughs> yeah? I was
2: fortunate to listen to Carl and and, uh, and Max. I didn't have that um, endure the uh, the Preston side.
3: But, yeah, um, and, uh, yeah. It, but it was absolutely magnificent. And one thing that did strike me watching the game was, we've got quite a good team at the minute. But next yeah. season, Daniel Ballard, influential member of the side, on loan. Very strong
2: today, Dan. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Uh, Jed Wallace out of contract. Yeah, let's be honest. He's quite likely not to be around next season. Yeah. Uh, but but can he get a better club than us? Can he play at a higher level than us, or is this as good as he can get? I probably i'm i'm definitely in the camp of I think we're probably his level. He, some horses for courses, isn't it? With some players, and he's a brilliant player for us played in a free role doesn't he kind of roams where he wants to go and it's quite effective for him will he have that freedom elsewhere will he be relegated to being a small fish in a bigger pond i know there's talks of him going or there was talk of him going to turkey wasn't there but
2: yeah
3: and Gal- a um... or somebody but would he get lost in that kind of uh standard of football i think I think he's probably a very good championship player. Could probably play at the lower end of the Premier League, maybe for one of your Watfords or your yeah, Burnley. Yeah,
2: Burnley, perhaps a bit. But as a bit sure. part player, Neil, I don't think he'll be the star of the show as he is at Millwall. No. I think it, you're you're right. I mean, Jed is, um, you know. I suppose this is the eternal question. Did you want to be a big fish in a small pond or a small fish in a big pond? Um, yeah. I think that he, I think he's indulged a little bit of Mill in a way he mightn't be at a higher standard. I mean, even if go back to the kickoff, I mean, it was a very bizarre choice of move, but he'll be forgiven that at the den because he's Jed Wallace and he'll, he'll produce the cross that, uh, it so was, it was, it was always throughout the whole game. He was our outlet. He was our one, he's our one creative um, outlet, which is something I just want to come back to actually. I just, I just um, I'm rambling here, listeners, because we're recording this straight after the end of the game, and it's always a bit. Um, uh, it always feels a bit kind of uh, difficult in the immediate aftermath. But um, there was a lot of comment on online about no Tyler Bury on the bench. Um, we did have Shea Ojo who didn't feature this afternoon, but no Tyler Bury. And one thing I thought we did lack for, across the whole game, um, for me, was just an, an ability to unpick a. At times, not, not a packed defence, but they were a difficult side, Preston. And we just seem to lack a little bit of imagination at times, Neil. And that, Gary Rowett's going to make those calls, but to have George Evans and Ryan Leonard on the bench, um, maybe we could have afforded a little bit of more flair in a in a, in a must-win situation. I, I, take your pick, listeners. I don't know. I think that comes down to personal taste on Gary Rowett. Neil.
3: One thing I will say... On Jed Wallace, before we move on from Jed Wallace, and I answer your other point, I think he'll be back in Millwall within a year. I think wherever he goes, I think he it will be one of those situations where it would be like Scott Malone and various other players that we've had over the last few years that have gone away and then come back again. I think it will be one of those types of scenarios. You're, you're actually 100% right. We didn't have Preston were there for the taking, but then again, I think if we'd have gone too gung ho, I think they'd have probably gone down the other end. Well, they look dangerous
2: whenever so, they had the ball. You know, if, I, I thought if, they looked dangerous was, coming at
3: us. Game. It was one of those hearts in mouth times. Yeah. Whenever, well, whenever they got in the penalty area, you thought to yourself, oh God, here we go. And, uh, they looked, yeah, they looked genuinely dangerous. And uh, but, well, I thought it was a decent point. Yeah, well, another day we could have gone up there and we could have got turned over two or three nil. It's just one of those things. I thought that having the earth, we didn't score in the second half, and I think the goalkeeper made three saves with his legs, didn't he?
2: He did well. Um, we had a big opportunity on fifty-four, but I'm I'm struck by the return of birdsong with the return of Harry Warren to the conversation, like um, the Saint Francis of Assisi of Ashton Millwall. is he's back. He, we lost him, but now he's back. Welcome back, Harry. That's an interesting point that Neil's just made. Actually, I wanted to ask you um, if, as seems likely, that we that Jed moves on at the end of the season. That point about um many many's the player that, that where the den is their stage, and I I, I do partially kind of know where Neil's going with that idea that he might be back quite quickly after a season wherever he goes to to earn his money and I don't begrudge him that at all what do you think, do you think he's, he's the kind of player that will make it in the lower Premier League is, is he at that level for you H? Um,
1: whether or not he's in the lower Premier League um, I don't really think it's the question I think is he a step above us I think he's a step above us um, so is he a top level championship player is he a forest? Is he, a, you know, is he one of those clubs that yo-yo between the two divisions, like? And there's been players a, that have Fulham, excelled at those type of, of clubs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But would he do well there? I think he would because I think you go to the Premier League to have, you know, your money for twelve months and then you come back down again. Um, but yeah, he's our. You he made the point that he's our only creative. He's our only creative, and when he doesn't play well, we don't play well. So. You know, he will uh, I hope nothing but good things for Jeb Wallace. I don't think I don't think he owes us as Millwall Football Club for the money we paid for him anything else. I think he's been here an exceptionally long time in the sense that he's been he's already had sort of we've flirted with the playoffs what twice, three times while he's been at the club. Um and we've never quite got there. Um so is he right to try and better himself and go and test himself somewhere else? I think he is. Um that's taking the emotion out of it, I suppose. But I I, I, I think Jeb Wallace will go to somebody else, whether it be Forest, whether it be abroad, whether it be, you know, Norwich. I think he'll do well wherever he goes. I think he's that but I do get the point that if it doesn't go well, he will look for a bit of home comfort and maybe come back to Millwall like so many have before him, sort of Steve Morrison springs to mind um, Neil Harris sort of as a recent one yeah. Neil Harris Scott Malone Scott Malone yep Scott Malone I mean George Saville there, there, there's a few um, but I think very few have come back probably other than Neil Harris um, very few have come back and hit the heights that they were at before um, maybe Scott Malone to a certain extent that he's a better attacker now than when he left but defensively he's probably the same so I'm not, not too sure on that one. But, um, yeah, I, I think Jed Wallace, look, at the end of the day, whatever happens with Jed is we will be a weaker side without Jed Wallace in it. That, oh, undoubtedly. The, that I, is agree. I agree. Definitely yeah. agree with
2: that. Other results have conspired. Um, I, I thought today was a must-win, boys, today. But it, <laughs> have... it was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at the results here. Uh, loss for Sheffield United. Sheffield Sheff United are a beat, joke,
1: mate.
3: Um, you, you know, know um, didn't they? Somebody, a team that they, they, they were losing, all,
1: they were losing all game against Reading. To concede, I think they equalised in like the 88th, and then conceded straight away again in the 89th. So, <laughs> they, you know, typical, typical playoff football when it matters. I, I just no one wants to finish sixth. It's horrible. It, like it's awful. Like this is the thing with Millwall. It's the hope that kills you, and they're not quite being <laughs> to kill themselves off just yet, but. The, I po- think, the positive um, of that is that, you know, we're still in it, but our, the unpositive of that is that I'm feeling like I'm going to have to fucking book a train ticket to Bournemouth. And I thought, I thought we'd be out of this by now. You know, it's the scene in The Godfather. Just when I thought they were out, they dragged me back in. You know? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I think, um, I mean, we, a, a, a repeat word I wrote down whilst I was watching the game today was we look nervous. And I think, but that nervousness, when you look at these other results, I'm just looking at AFC Bournemouth nil, nil versus Middlesbrough again, the result they probably would have expected to have prevailed in second spot. Um, and, and the others we've mentioned, Sheffield, Blackburn, someone, I mean, the, the, the stakes are so high at this, uh, as we get into these last few games, it's just what, four games to go now, boys. And, the, you know, I, I didn't think we were as nervous as those results would, <laughs> would imply at those clubs. So um, we, you know, we, 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 I think it's, it's gonna be um to be involved at this late stage. I mean, at least it's the Monday now, we've got to play whole city, we've got to win that, I think. Otherwise it does start to just um We need to win we, don't we need to
1: win every game we've got left. We need to yeah. that is as simple as it That's is. I, I don't I don't I don't think you can say it any other way. Look, let's be honest, <laughs> I don't care what you're doing on Monday, I don't care if you've got the hangover from ill. It <laughs> needs to be biblical Monday. That we need to start one new up we need them shaking before they come out the the tunnel because that's how the, we've only got two games left at the den and we've got to win both of them so that's in our control to control we we this season know that if the den like we don't win when we're behind right so if Mill all can see first we don't win because we haven't won since Stoke early when was that back in October something like that when we've been, be, we've been behind so
2: coming from behind you we mean, have to start, see, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: so we have to we have to start right we have to that that's team and and support in, in some ways, because I think sometimes we, oh, me especially, um, on this podcast, have said how flat and boring we've been at home. And I think that the fans sort of go there and expect to be bored to tears in, in some ways, but still grind out results. I think maybe the break we almost need to take the break off in these four games, because sometimes he needs to embrace den chaos, is what I'm saying. The, the chaos of the den on a chance of playoffs that that needs to happen in these two games. When you go away from home, if you want to try and nick a point away at, like nick the three points away at Bournemouth, and I can't remember what the other away game is, but the, the Peterborough, and, Birmingham, and yeah. So you've got well, I mean, look at them. I mean, they were two new up today against bloody Coventry, and they lost four two. So four two. you know, it, 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 the the champions, and that's all four. Guys. I think that was one goal just before half time, and then three in the second half. But they they're um. It's not in our own hands, but we can only control what we can do. So, if we win four games and we don't get to a pass, that will still be a magnificent last four games, if you understand what I mean. you know, It's a massive ask to do that. It's massive to win two on the Bouncing Championship, let alone win four. So, you know, it's a very long yeah, no, shot. I, I agree. We are like, we're the 100-to-1 shot in the National. You know, sometimes it comes up, um, <sighs> but you're not getting any money for, for a place in, in this one.
3: We are capable of winning them. Yeah, but that's the thing. I think one thing we've proved this season, um, yeah, for most seasons actually is we can punch above our weight and there is a togetherness. Me and Nick have spoken about it when this team is capable of delivering when they need to deliver. They've shown it time and time again this season, especially during that injury crisis when we, yeah, when we only had, what, 14, 15 players they really were capable of pulling their fingers out and getting the results when it matters. So it's four cup finals, isn't it? Something like that. Mm, It's a horrible old cliche, but you're right. Harry's actually right on this. Yeah, we need it to be evil down there on Monday afternoon, don't we?
0: Achtung, Mehlwald. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today.
2: to today's game, Neil. I mean I think you'd agree. The first half was well, was one each, we, 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 came at, we, we came out of our shell more in the second half because we, we have to, um, as we did against Barnsley. I and mean, we, we need to be out of our shell pretty much from the start because that's going to bring the crowd onside. And and I think you're right, Harry. That's that's the uh, we call it the not so secret weapon at Millwall because if it's flat, then and it was a bit flat today, but then it is pressed in away. It sounded so on the TV anyway on the stream. Then it, it's just hard to it's just hard to to, to get it going. Uh, and four games, four games to go. So I wanted to touch on boys, if if we can, um, the strangeness of football. Which is the sacking of Sean Dyche from by Burnley, <laughs> with um, I think they've got eight games to go in a relegation fight with Premier League status on on the table. Um, football's a very strange business, Neil, isn't it? I mean, the time to have sacked a manager, I would have thought, uh, in Dyche's case, would have been some, some a couple of months ago, perhaps when you've still got some time to to make some changes to a squad, um,
1: or an international break.
2: An international break, but I mean, football, football, and football chairman are strange beasts. So it's hard to read into into that. I mean, we're particularly interested listeners because obviously he's an ex-Millwall favourite player from a great season. Beyond that, he's you know he's um, he's burned his manager. But I just found it an interesting choice of moment to to drop the axe. You'd have thought you'd let him let him get relegated and then maybe drop the axe at the end of the season logically.
3: Yeah, I think that. I think they've got an American owner, an American consortium that own them. They probably know absolutely jack shit about football, to be quite honest. because root of fuck all. Yeah, because what they've actually done is they've actually added the advantage to Everton, haven't they? Absolutely. That... <laughs> it, 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 yeah, sometimes in football, decisions are mystifying, and that happens to be a mystifying decision. So maybe... I mean,
1: the, the only way that this gets any funnier is if that, when Everton sat Benitez, it turns out that Burnley appoint Benitez, and Benitez gets Everton relegated <laughs> by by keeping Burnley up. That's that's the sort of that's um the sort of the, the circle. That would be that will be the film
2: script, wouldn't it?
3: If if we could. Yeah, repeat. it would be. The to um... thinking of getting think, and again, Sam Allardyce in until the sure. end of the season. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's, my... doubling oh, the other... that's
1: doubling down on four is two, aren't it? That's going. I am going to play four four two, whether or not we stay up or not, basically. <laughs>
2: Or maybe, just, maybe Holloway, maybe to get him in.
3: Yeah, one thing this does reinforce is how lucky we are to have John Berylson, who is an absent owner most of the time. Let's face it, he does live on the other side of the Atlantic. Yeah, but yeah, stability, Neil. Isn't it? It I mean, it, do silly things like that. You, you, you just couldn't imagine John Berylson. If we're at the bottom of the t- or towards the bottom of the table at this point of the season, saying, <laughs> you,
1: you
3: were saying you were saying to Gary, Robert, "Okay, you can go now. Three games, three or four games to go when the when you've still got half a chance of staying up." It just, oh it's mate, just unbelievable. It's going to be an interesting I mean, period it's...
2: period ahead. I mean, just on that point, I mean. We have nothing to base this on, listeners. But you know, we have the end of the season coming. we all, I'm presuming that Gary Rowell will want to stay into next season because he's. I'm oh presuming that he's, he's he sees this as a um, as a project that he's moulding in some way. But there's, there's quite a number of players to be cleared out at the end of end of this campaign, wherever we finish in the table. Um, I mean, Harry. I mean, I know your, your your position's clear, H. I mean, you you know you you wouldn't be had, sorry to see him go if, if that were to come to pass. But um, would, would would a Dice style manager? I don't think we're going to fool Dicey, but would a, a Dice style manager be more up your street? Or what would you have in mind for Millwall?
1: I I just think the manager the managerial merry-go-round at the moment will throw up a more comfortable fit, and and that's my that's my opinion. Um. I can't see Wayne Rooney staying at Derby, whatever he says. I can't see Frank Lampard staying at Everton. I I, I do think Gary Rowett wants to be Derby County manager at some point. I, I do think that is a natural, natural move. He is a more of a northern based man. I think there will be some big clubs that sat their managers this season, at the end of the, in the summer, and he's the media's darling, isn't he, Gary Rowett? He loves a bit of Sky <laughs> Television and a bit of a bit of PR. So, I, I can look. At the end of the day, he's done an okay job at Millwall in the sense that he's not got us relegated. He's kept us up in mid-table. That's a um, harsh. That a... That's harsh, We're on
3: the brink of the playoffs. No, but we, on but we are on
1: point. That's is, is hard. Any, Right? Is it any good? Is it any good though? That's what I'm questioning. Is it any good? If we get to the play, right, this is the question: If we get to the playoffs, right? Do you want to go up with this team? I mean, we all yeah, want to go, go up. Yeah, I do want to go up. want to go up. Absolutely But we will get battered. Absolutely well, battered I was just reading. Man- Manchester
2: City are using the den as their training ground this afternoon for the FA Cup semi-final. What have we given them
1: to do that? Are they going <laughs> to moan that all their players and they're injured by using it? Is
3: that what they're going to say? Is that going to be an excuse? Yeah, well, no, but, yeah, no, well, it might actually transpire. Yeah, well, after Pep's been down to the den yeah, this afternoon, he might say fuck it to Man City next season and I want to manage This Melbourne. is the place for
1: me. I
2: want to
3: Absolutely. I want. To,
1: yeah, I want, I want to wear, eat at the Millwall
2: Cafe. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, the Millwall <laughs> Cafe has done him a, a fry-up. He I mean, yeah. uh, no, yeah. awesome, wants to go. Right? I mean, of I, course, I, I just, of I, course but, we want to go up. Of course we want. Of course we do. But the point The point is that he's had... There have been large periods of this season where it has been dreadful. I know we are where we are and that is due to mainly a fantastic eight-game run that dragged us back into it there has been he is a streaky manager we've had a run in his tenure where we didn't win for i don't know six months it felt like during the middle of lockdown and i know that's difficult on other people and if it hadn't been for lockdown i don't think he would have survived that um i I just think that he is he's got a massive job to do in the summer and do i the the problem i've got with that is that i don't trust gary Rowett to do that job so therefore you know, I think he's done a good job with what he's had, but his recruitment, his actual recruitment, has been very poor um, while he's been in charge of Millwall. I don't but think he's.
3: Even... Aldo's back. Yeah, well, you can say yeah. that now, yeah, but no, Millwall might do the recruiting for him. Yeah, but that's the modern way of football, isn't it? Yeah, well, we Aldo as, it, as, as the. Um,
1: but but, the scouts, but Aldo, yeah. left, Aldo left under him and returned under him. So someone's made that decision. You know, yeah, it, I, would,
3: it's, yeah well, I would suggest it was Steve Kavanagh that made that decision. Well, but again, also. whether that's
1: right, wrong, or otherwise, but unfortunately, the managers, the managers, are the ones that pay for that. I'm just saying that, in general, I don't think that this squad has really been built on anything that, you know, that Raulx brought in revolution, like revolutionary signings. Malone's the next line, Bennett's decent. I can't deny that. A Fobi's been decent, but that's on loan and it's not permanent you Know there's sample we've brought
2: back on whatever we've bought that you know there's on the news At Den is that the there's possibility of Bennett and and Freeman still yet to play a part in the season. I mean, you know, we've we've mentioned already that we need um well three out of four wins, preferably four out of four wins for the from the remaining games. So you know, um, players are coming back. I i i know we I know what you mean, Harry, and I'm you know, I'm not um, not unsympathetic to the idea that some parts some of the football we've seen at times has been pretty um been dreadful pretty, pretty tough not? to watch yeah i mean that, that that's a fact um I, I also think it's a it's, it's true that uh, some of the signings we're making i mean a phobie it wasn't his best game today near was it a phobia? i thought he had he had one of his um he can look lazy at times in a way that's po- possibly unfair on him but i, I still I think there's a level of there's a level of skill in that player um I know maybe the jury's out on Oliver Burke a little, but you know th- these are players that have come from a level that is a step forwards from what we've been used to at, at Millwall. You know, there's an argument that if Gary Rowett does stay, that's the kind of level of squad that he's going to look to, or he's going to be expected to to build for next next season's campaign.
1: Um, it's all too old. That feels very Holloway esque. Is my concern. That's that's what I'm. Like I think Ryan has it right. I think Millwall looking in that particular area. We can't outspend people to get those type of players. So is that the right model? That's That's my problem with it.
3: Yeah, well, I think we've spoken about model before, and my model would be to actually shop in the lower divisions, bring players through, and then sell them on for... Yeah, with the Peterborough kind of Brentford model. Yeah, model. I'm.
1: I'm always told I'm the pessimist as well. Like sitting there going, "Well, we are four points off of the playoffs." Like I'm sitting there going, "Oh yeah, what the match got. We're uh, three points not, off
2: of the playoffs okay. actually. I at was, the was in three
1: points. Sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry, we, we've got Coventry, yeah, Blackburn, and Middlesbrough.
2: Yeah. Middlesbrough in front of us. That may be a problem. Other clubs
1: in front of <laughs> may us. be Sweet. a problem that we're not in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. I mean, well, your
3: chest will be lighting up eight That's for sure after this. Oh,
1: uh, look, look.
2: The, the, <laughs> the fan, fan mail's going to roll in, he, in for you, Harry. You see you're, you're, uh, no, you're away look, in a beautiful part, part, spot the, the, there out there, and you should be mellow, mate, out there in the country.
1: I am, I'm, I'm very mellow, to be honest. Listening to this mob talk <laughs> about <laughs> it, which is the funniest, funniest thing in the world. That's another thing. Be careful what you wish for, I suppose. The thing is with Rowan, he just doesn't push my footballing buttons, shall we say. There's not, you know, he doesn't do we play a passing style of football where the passing is not very good, you know, like this is the, the style is supposed to be be there and we still grind out results. And, and that's good. But I think that's, you know, the, the, the clear out that you've talked about, the amount of players that have to go, we don't tend to do very well with that. And when our most creative player leaves, we are going to be a lot worse off for that. Unless we replace him with someone that, does what Jeb Wallace does, and we probably need two players to play like Jeb Wallace does to equal his turnover. So, whatever he creates a day, say, he creates uh, on average five chances a game, you're going to have to get two players to do that because that's normally what their standard is. He's one of the best players in the division for creating chances and taking chances. You know, it, it's mad. Like, it's mad that no, you know, we can't do anything about that. That is my concern. My concern really isn't the manager. It's it's in the sense that we are losing our best player in four games' time unless we get to the end-of-season tournament. And I don't know whether or not I trust this manager to find that replacement from someone that I don't know about.
2: You're going to you be enraging the late? listeners, Harry. Warren, you, you'll be enraging the listeners out there. Neil, look, Easter Monday... Look, East, East, we get East promoted...
1: The... <laughs> Give him, uh, yeah, Jesus. Yeah, give
2: him. Um, oh, you <laughs> nicked my joke. I was just going to say to Neil, Easter Monday is a big day for comebacks <laughs> coming off the cross. Yeah, are <laughs> yeah.
1: you nick my joke? I'm not Judas, I am. I, no, sorry, I do apologize.
2: We've lost him, Neil. Oh, thank all for that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no, I do take your
2: point. Now, I, I think, think uh, Harry, Harry's, Harry's been lost, listeners. Well, I think that might have been an act of God of that profanity there. Yeah, but it was actually,
3: um, yeah, it was actually a, yeah, it was actually an act of Gary Rowett. I think. <laughs> 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 I think I, to be honest, he is partly right. Yeah, it is a massive summer. We've got a lot of out of contract players, and there are players yeah. like Keften Bell, Do you keep or do you let him go? Yeah, uh, yeah, he's a for me who blows very much hot and cold. Yeah, I'm, I'm
2: um, a phobe a 2 nil as well. I mean, yeah. you know, we, we, we've said it already, I won't will labour the point because the whole team weren't on it really overall today. But um, he when he when he's good, he's very good, and when he's bad, he does look um like he doesn't languid, you know, it's it's very odd. It's
3: like all strikers, um strikers, isn't it? I don't think yeah. it's him, I think all strikers like it bradshaw probably didn't have the best of games today did he um,
2: we came in late i mean i thought he was industrious which was something we were lacking at times earlier on in in, in the match um i, I think I th- i'm aware that we are three points off of sixth spot which is historically a very good performance for Millwall, and i think we we do need to make we, you know you and i do a lot of history shows and many is the, the many is the program and the episode that we've done where we're languishing in the third division south in front of low crowds, you know? Um, so this is this is a good season. I don't think there's any way you can or should hide from that. I think it's just that sense of so near so far and um,
3: It is there for the taking. I've got to be yeah. on it because it is, it's been a poor division for two or three years to be quite honest, but this is probably the poorest it has been for a little while, I agree. So, uh, yeah, maybe I'm just mellowing a little bit, and uh, I just think it just been, it's just been—it's been an okay, it's been a fairly decent season to be challenging at this point of the season. It's good if we don't make it, so be it. As long as we give it our best shot, and yeah, well, I can't get upset about it. I don't know why, but. <laughs> It's just one. I think I
2: think that's age and that's mellowing, and um, I think there's I think there's a, we we need a certain perspective on 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 the football generally. I mean, when you look at the sums of money involved in the game, um
3: yeah, we and, and, uh, We know we can't compete. We are punching above our weight. The ideals, yeah. I know we're talking about models and things like that, but the model that Luton, yeah, you look at Luton Tang they're a team probably the same size as us same yeah, kind of yeah, as us. yeah yeah probably not much bigger not much worse off uh but they get their recruitment right and i do feel that if we get our recruitment right we can yeah we can be in this position Permanently, it's not it's not difficult to do, but you've got to get your recruitment right, and you've got to get the best out the players. And I'll come back to what I said many months ago: Will we get a better manager than Gary Rowett? I don't think it's so. A,
2: I think it's a valid question. I mean, I, to, to follow football is um you know is it, a bipolar experience. <laughs> you're in the depths of despair, or you're in the euphoria of post-match mm-hmm. victory. Uh, so it's, I think you have to take a step back. Um, I, I accept Harry's point about some of the football has been played at times. There have there have been okay. factors in there. Um, we've 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 watched it. Anyone that's watched some of the some of the away games where it's been tedious. I mean, I'm thinking that Peterborough went up there, Blackpool got beat one nil up there. So there's been moments that haven't been so good. But here we are equally. You're judged on the bottom line, Neil, aren't you? And here we are, not far short of the bottom line, just a few points. Short of um, possibly a shot at the big time, if we can get our get our, our, our stuff together and and, and actually uh, get across the line, um, a lot of teams f- uh, flopping and, and flapping around at the moment. Big chance on Monday. Give give me a score prediction, Neil, for Mon- Easter Monday, mate. On the, what, what do you think,
3: Milvey? Do you know what? After that four one last weekend, I yeah. think, I think. As you and Harry have said, and we've said on this program, we need to get the crowd into play very early. We need almost what well, we almost need them to be booing and holler and screaming <laughs> half an hour before kickoff, really, don't we? Yeah, well, dude. maybe we should take the knee, and that would have the desired effect. Of the crowd involved, wouldn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, we, yeah, no, you know what I mean. We actually need. We need a. We need proper, something to. We need a spark of some sort. Yeah. Um yeah, We need a proper evil Millwall atmosphere. And we Yeah. Well, even if it's somebody steams into one of their players in the pre-match warm-up, we need. We to need get, something
2: to happen. Um, yeah.
3: It was some a first-minute challenge or something. We need something, and uh, we need. Well, we need the den to be at its most evil, don't peak, we? Rick? Peak.
2: You going for a win on Monday? you
3: choose yeah. yeah no i think i think it'll be another tight game hopefully we haven't picked up any injuries today and, didn't see uh, any
2: didn't see any i think malone took a bit of a crunch didn't he at one point in the second half i think it was yeah but, so he that he continued he continued so um you know all well and good um We've lost Harry completely, listeners. His links died. Is that he's somewhere out in the rural part of? Um, Gary Rowett won't back
3: <laughs>
2: Suffolk, Norfolk.
3: I'm going to go for two <laughs> one. My gut is telling I, I
2: think I, I think it's going to be a close-run thing. on Monday. I think we'll, we'll do it one one or yeah one nil one nil for me. Achtung, Milbein. Huge thank you to Neil and to Harry for taking time out of their Good Friday evenings to join us on the show. I um, thought I'd go for a few of the post-match comments from the internet, from Twitter, to be specific. Uh, Steve Evans says, feels like today was the chance. Looking at the other results, he feels that we won't get... Um, all of the other teams around us dropping points simultaneously again between now and the end of the season. We're still in the mix, says Steve, but three points now is even more of a must on Monday than it was before. Graham, Graham Payne, Lion Wall, says the 54th minute was definitely our moment. Thought Danny Mac had the best opportunity of the three chances. Three in swift succession, listeners, on the 54th minute. Why was, Tylee, Tylee? Why was Tyler Bury not on the bench, Asked Graham. It's a very good question. Um, I, I, I think my own theory is, um, I don't want to get into another um, knock Gary Rowett uh, zone, but I think he does err on the side of consistency and you know the midfielder, uh, George Evans, who was on the bench with Ryan Leonard today, either thought one or other of them was sufficient for the game. This was a must win as we went into it. So not to have a creative like Tyler Bury on the bench to me seemed... Um, you know, opportunity wasted. Um and as Graham says here, Tyler could have given us been given a go for the last fifteen. Surely we didn't didn't need Hutch and Evans sitting on the bench. Uh shout out to JJ who says actually following on from a little bit of our own conversation, before everyone gets carried away, listeners, Sean Dyche is not gonna to come to Millwall. No, he's uh <laughs> I'm afraid he's on a different level to us now. Um, Richard Crawley um, mentions Manchester City training at the Den today, uh, and in actual fact, pa- apparently Pep Guardiola after the game mentioned Paul Jiggins, our, our own Paul Jiggins, who passed away very sadly recently. In the, uh, the the press conference held at the Den, Preston boss reported here by journalist Dave Seddon. Uh, Ryan Lowe, Preston boss, thinks that they should have had more. And they should have been out of sight, and we should—they should have finished us off. And finally, Gary Rowett speaking to the uh, London News Online says we're three points off the top six. We're well aware of the results, so it was important we didn't lose the game. I imagine—I imagine that was driving that um, decision not to include Tyler Bury, listeners, um, rightly or wrongly, take your pick. Um, Rowett says we had a couple of moments in the second half where we created a couple of very, very good chances that could be the difference maybe there was a penalty shout at the end for bradders i thought that was um, a flimsy penalty shout personally but you know you 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 grab whatever you can um pretty even game says row at first half we didn't put enough energy into the performance no we didn't um in a similar way to the Barnsley performance i felt we we didn't get going early enough quickly enough and you know it's okay to to bring it turn it around in the second half which we largely did but we didn't bring enough um to the uh, the table Um, for whatever reason um, that was a disappointment he says uh, but we grew into the game second half we were much better a point for us might be okay if we go ahead and win on Monday Monday is must win isn't it dear listeners Um, no escaping that Uh, so we're going to close the show now with a post conversation voicemail that Harry sent to me He's, out, he's away on holiday at the moment, so big thank you to him for joining us. And he sent me a voicemail just to maybe correct the impression <laughs> given during the course of, of the show that he's a little bit negative towards Gary Rowett. So anyway, we'll have a, we'll play out with, Garrett, with Harry. Thank you for listening. Uh, we'll be back on Easter Monday, uh, hopefully, in the aftermath of a good result. Or if not, to try and get some handle on the uh, mill season overall. So thank you for listening and Arrivederci Millwall, bye for now.
1: As my internet drops out, I just want to add, um, which I'll send this now to Nick, Nick doesn't know that I'm doing this, that, of course, I want Gary Rowitz Millwall to get promoted, and that's a very good point today. I'm just worried about the future. It doesn't mean I'm negative, I'm just worried, OK? Um, and basically, if we get the recruitment right in the summer, I want us to have another go next season. I'm just worried that I don't think... I think a lot of people are down on Jed. And I don't think that's necessarily right. Um, he has been fantastic. And for all the slaters of a phobia, and I've been that at this season at times, um, we need to replace his 10 goals. So, you know, they're big replacements to do and we need to get it right if we want to be where we are or better next season and not at the wrong end of the table. We don't want to go back to League One. I don't want to, you know, not see Millwall in the Premier League and not see Millwall do well so it all comes from a place of uh all comes from a place of um what's the right word of terrified optimism slash fear of going backwards um so yeah up the lines hopefully on monday we're fantastic and we cut the gap to no points but um yeah viva Millwall, wall viva the Axel, uh viva the easter monday joke sorry nick For listening to Action Moodle. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheap
3: little review. Over with Action Moodle. Till next time. Who do you want to watch?